Welcome back to Daddy's Home, or the podcast formerly known as Daddy's Home. I'm your host, as always, Stephen Shear, and um, we're here in the year 2020 freaking four, dog. Yeah, I can't believe I just tried to block out a curse because I was thinking of that first 10-minute rule uh, for YouTube. That first 10-minute rule for YouTube with uh, cursing. I'll be honest, I don't know the terms of service for uh, YouTube, and I don't know if I'm going to read them ever, but, uh, you know, we're happy. I'm happy to be back. I got to get over that. We're, we're. It's only me. I'm happy to be back. We're here, kicking off the new year right. Let's fucking, let's fucking play this goddamn song and get this energy up. Let's go. Where we go? Come on. From the top, bro. Come on. Give me that fresh stop. Oh, man, this is uh, Kingdom Hearts Key by Scaring the Hose, which is JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown as a duo. And they dropped this collaboration album last year. And uh, I'm not like late to the party. I knew about it when it came out and I listened to it somewhat. But I gave it a full listen, you know, at the end of last year and grew on me monstrously. So good. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at I'm Steve. You can follow the podcast at Daddy's Home Pod Official. You can write to us at Daddy's Home Podcast Official at gmail.com. By the way, the Instagram for the Daddy's Home is Daddy's Home Podcast. Sorry. But yeah, throw us all the plugs. You can follow me on Twitter as well at I'm Steve and uh, subscribe to the YouTube for right now. That's where we're at. And uh, as we're figuring out where we are next, and with the rebranding, as you can see, we still, I still don't have a new name for the podcast. And, um, you know, I welcome anybody to try and name something. Anything I think of is cringe as fuck, man. Truly. Like, I can't, I, any name I give, I think of, it's, it's lame as shit, you know? Like I was thinking of uh I was thinking of uh naming the podcast Steven Speaks. <laughs> Steven Speaks. <laughs> what do you guys think of that? Steven Speaks. Oh, we heavy on it. Very heavy on it. Everywhere we heavy on it. But yeah, for right now we're still daddy's home. And I hope everyone had a good holiday season out there. Uh I certainly got caught up in the holiday vibe and uh, completely checked out for the for the end of the year well what what had happened was um i caught the flu around the week of christmas i caught the flu and uh, Mel had caught COVID, and everyone was getting sick. Everyone and their mother was getting sick, and I was laid up for a few days, and uh, it was nice. It was a nice little vacation. I didn't like being sick, but after a day or so, I was starting to recuperate, and I was like, all right, we're feeling better. We got the three days off because my, uh, you know, I had to get a, uh, I had to get a doctor's note. Ugh, imagine that. <clears throat> Imagine that you're 32 and you're like, I had to get a doctor's note, dude. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I was out 
for the count for a few days and uh, i was gonna do a new episode before christmas but yeah that's what the fuck happened i caught the flu i was like oh nice i have my weekend off let me just do what i I have a full open schedule nope 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 so um you know like i said i hope everyone had a good holiday out there i certainly did uh it was a weird year certainly for Christmas. It just this year I think a lot of people, I don't know if I'm not going to, you know, let me not say let me not speak for everybody, but for me this year it certainly felt a little dull on the uh on the holidays. Oh. All right, I got to break fourth wall real quick. I got to lotion my hands. This weather is not kind to a white, all right? Whatever. Yes. Oh, soak it up. Soak it. Soak it. Soak it up. So yeah, it was kind of dull on the holidays, and um, you know, make the most of it. But I certainly hope, hoping for a better, uh, better year this year. I'm certainly, I'm somebody who grew up in a house where the holidays were taken very seriously. My mother has Christmas pins that she wears on her sweatshirt, Easter pins, you know, St. Patrick's Day. It's very festive for the holidays because she likes to make it special and you know, feel like. I guess to be, to be like a part of something, I don't know, to be, you know, just when Easter comes around, pull the Easter pins and the the St. Patrick's Day pins, whatever. So, you know, I, I can't help but have that vibe with her. I am my mother's son. I am my mother's son. It's not me that chose this. The universe chose it for me. I'm my mother's son. Oh, man. But yeah, I hope everyone's getting along good out there. And I want to clear something up. By the way, I on the last episode, I had spoken about that, pro, like the Palestinian protests. <laughs> I hear myself say that, and I'm like, you shouldn't be saying that. Um, and I said that there were... Uh, Palestinian protesters doing donuts on the LIE. I was wrong. All right. I was wrong. They weren't Palestinian. They were Puerto Rican. So, you know, as this Palestinian thing was going down, Puerto Ricans were out here doing donuts as well. And, uh, you know, they wanted to be in on the fun. And for that, I say, hey, boys, have a good time. You know, whatever. (sighs) so funny it was puerto ricans not palestinians but yeah i just wanted to clear that up because you know we're a news this is a news uh news media conglomerate and who are we if we're not we're not uh you know we're gonna hold ourselves to the fire when we make mistakes okay Oh, la 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 la! I've been chilling all day. It's my day. It was my day off today, so forgive me. I'm in a very relaxed mood. Let me take a drink of this. I asked Mel on her way home to get me a Red Bull so I can get the energy up, and uh, she went to this market that's like a healthy market. So this is oh GABA Alpha GPC. It's called Focus Aid, and there's Brain Boost has nootropics GABA Alpha GPC. Acetyl L carnitine, American ginseng, American ginseng. There's nothing like American. There's nothing like American ginseng. Ooh, that's good. Okay, moving along. 
get my brain fired up. All right. Oh, by the way, speaking of the holidays and Christmas miracles, I've had a change of heart, okay? I got to play this song a little bit. I changed my mind. I changed my mind on Drake. Where we go? First, oh my God. Okay, so let's start here. I was listening to, I want to give uh, For All the Dogs another listen. And I found myself, you know, uh, I found myself still feel the same about the album you know there's like definitely some some songs that grew on me on the album let's start here with first person shooter i mean where we what there we go thank you i'm gonna get a strike for this because it's drake but whatever we're gonna play so yeah i heard this and i was like it was just it, this song caught me on the right time at the right time in the morning and it got me hyped it was exactly what I needed to hear. I was like, yeah. And this bar right here is like Drake. Drake was like at, you know. Like, imagine Drake just, like, high on Adderall, and he's saying it to these women, and they're like, you, Drake, you're the GOAT, you're the GOAT. So the song got me hyped, and I was like, all right. I'm like, this song just won me over, and then let's continue. This is the song that got me, all right? It was on Scary Hours. The shoe fits. I mentioned this on the last podcast, and this beat is... It's produced by Overcast, and it says, you know, with help from Lil Yachty. Maybe Lil Yachty helped write how Drake craft the bars for the song. Who knows? But Lil Yachty has a credit on this, and I was like, yo, this song is fire. The beat is fire. I'm a, I'm a production guy. I make beats. I make beats, and, you know, I just heard this, and I was like, damn. And Drake is... To hear him on a beat like this, when's the last time? So really won me over. Really won me over on this one. Oh, I'm getting copy rich stricken. And then you know what? It's funny, the last song on this, and what made me turn my mind around was, okay, I saw Drake uh, post on his story of a teaser for a video for the song called You Broke My Heart off of uh, Scary Hours. And what's it called? Um, it's called You Broke My Heart. The song is called You Broke My Heart. And I just was fucking with the way it was sounding. And I was like, it's it's very anthemic, and I'm I'm not really big on anthemic hip hop beats like where like the horns like, but this one I like this this one can stay this is fine. All right, let's fast forward. You know what? It's funny because I I heard this and it was getting me in my feels. None of my. It was getting me in my feels. No, it was, uh... 
Let's, I want to let the beat come in. You broke my heart. <laughs> so yeah but you know what's funny is like <laughs> at the end of the song drake is like on Yeah. Fuck my age. So when I first heard this, I thought Drake was saying "fuck my age," and I was like, "Yo, Drake's really like shoving it in Joe Button's face." He's like, "Fuck my age. I don't give a shit. I'll make music for whoever. I don't care what their age, right?" And then what the line is is "fuck my ex," and then Fantano thought the line was "fuck my ass." A little sus on his end, if you know, uh, if you know what I mean. But um. Yeah, Drake grew on me. And you know what's funny is what made me think about this is that I don't know if I'm right. This is my theory. And you can clown me in the comments all you want. The change of heart came from me hearing the shoe fits and thinking about Drake coming in the game, probably being humble to everybody, respect to your elders type vibe, and then just motherfuckers clowning him for so long that it, make, it makes you petty. It makes you heartless towards towards your peers and the ones who keep disrespecting you because then who can you trust because can you do you do people out there anyone out there ever think they could reach the heights that drake has reached i mean he's surpassing records constantly so i'm not saying all the new music is good but i've had a change of heart i'm cutting drake some slack in the new year and i enjoy those songs Life is about evolving and growing, and if I'm not doing that, then what am I doing, you know? So, Drake, I want to say, we're friends again. We're friends again, Drake. Oh, man. All right, let's move on from that. Let's move on from Drake. We already, he, already, he already gets enough attention, dude. I just wanted to let you guys know that, yeah, I had a change of heart on Drake, and, um... Give that new music, give that new, uh, give that new shite some, uh, some spins. Give that scary hour some spins. Uh, back, you know, just to talk on this briefly, I realized Frank Ocean, to speak of another artist, Frank Ocean is cashing in. I, he's, he's doing something, I guess, that you'd consider smart. What I've noticed is that this year around Christmas, he had did another, uh, I'm so sorry. That's not getting edited out, and I hate burping on on camera. I hate burping, dude. I hate fucking burping on camera, and I just couldn't hold that. It's like you know when they just you couldn't hold it in, just getting burped out of you. Like oh. that's what just that's what just happened. So I'm sorry about that. I'll never do that ever again. I swear to God, my bad. So Frank Ocean. Last year, he dropped Blonde uh, on vinyl, did a repress of Blonde, 
for Christmas, and I was like, sweet, got my copy, realized this year he did the same exact thing again, cashing in on this blonde project, dropping another exclusive vinyl set. By the way, speaking of vinyl, look behind me. I got this beautiful Ural de Droog, The Shining record. It's a double feature with The Yodfather. Two great albums. My mother gets me these hand sanitizers and I forgot to put it away. <sighs> so, yeah. Frank Ocean is cashing on this scheme. Now, if I was him, I because people, at some point, everyone, if you keep doing this, everyone's going to have blonde. I'm not saying he's going to do it every year. I'm just saying I noticed he did it again this year. Maybe next year, do a pressing of uh, Channel Orange. There's no official pressing to that. I'm a vinyl guy. I'm a vinyl guy. And, um, you know, it's a good way for Frank to drop to drop something for the fans while he still hasn't put out new music. <laughs> We're waiting on the new music, Frank, but you know what? People will still buy Blonde. And speaking of, if Frank does that again next year, I promise we get more subscribers because i because like you know like i say i'm a vinyl guy we get more subs i will do vinyl giveaways and i promise i will bless you with the finest because you're listening to a fine podcast i won't screw you guys over i'm taking lessons from the best all right so just know that if we get these numbers up I plan on doing big things, great things. You see this merch? You see who I, I take notes from? People who do quality shit, all right? West Side Gun, Mike David from Red Bar. Oh, we heavy on it. Very heavy on it. I'm that quality. Everywhere. We heavy on it. So we get those numbers up. I'll get someone a copy of Blonde. It'll be a lucky winner. I promise you that. Hold my words with timestamp this, mark this, 1845, 1847. I will get you a copy of Blonde on vinyl. We get those sub numbers up. Let's do it! But speaking of Christmas, I was digitally looted. I'm looking this year to invest in more uh, art, things that are of value. You know, last year I got into the uh, Griselda merch. I had bought it on a, not a fluke, but it was just like a spur-of-the-moment purchase. Like, oh, I want this. I want to wear this. So I got it for myself. I got like hoodies, t-shirts for myself. This was a Christmas present. Thank you very much. Um, you know, I got their merch. I got West Side Guns merch and everything. And he did a third and final art drop for his last album and then you pray for me yo son it's the last piece virgin that i worked on and i really wanted one because i'm looking to invest that that means something that piece of art appreciates in value over time i'm on my route i get on the site that the the time the uh the art piece drops 250 only in existence I get in my cart. I'm about to hit the shop payment option. They get me in there. I have one. They get my shop verification code. About to check out with my payment plan. All sold out. I don't know how this happened. I had I had it in my cart, but I believe I was digitally looted, and I don't understand. It's like being online 
at a Best Buy and then someone, let's say you get something that someone else wants and they walk up and they go, oh, I was looking for that. This reach in your cart. <laughs> they reach in your cart. They take the thing that they want to buy that you got before them and they say, I wanted this. So now it's mine. Doesn't make any sense. But West is doing drops all next week. I'll be on my P's and Q's. I'm ready for it. Oh, God. Put a bullet in my head for that one, huh? Okay. So we're coming up on the end of uh, the first half of the pod. I want to share this story with you that happened to me at work. And um, here it is. I killed somebody. No, I um, I was at work the other day, and I have, you know, I mentioned this co-worker who has had words with me from time to time. He's uh, an older man, an older gentleman, older gentleman, and um, it was a Saturday before, it was the Saturday before New Year's Eve, and I'm going out to my mail truck, I'm in my zone trying to get my ass in gear so I can get out and get on the route, and uh... I didn't have my AirPods in for once, so I'm walking out, and this guy, he's just smoking out in his mail truck, stoned out of his mind, stoned to the gills, and I just hear him go, it's Mr. Personality, Mr. Personality, look who it is, it's Mr. Personality, Mr. No one gives a shit about, uh, doesn't give a shit about anyone else but himself, and... Earlier that week, the same guy was getting into a fight with another coworker of mine. And she was like, I'm not the one. I'll fuck you up. I'll fuck you up. And I was just like, I now it didn't come to blows or like that blows. And both times it didn't come to blows, but like to blows. But um this I didn't I didn't want to give him the satisfaction of overreacting. So I was just like, you know, I can hear you, right? Oh god, I'd have another uh I was like, sorry, <laughs> Jesus. Stay off the weed. It's not even a weed thing. It's a focus aid thing, Steve. So this dude, I, I look at him. I go, you know, I can hear you, right? And he's just smiling at me. At that point, it's weird. It's awkward. My adrenaline's up here. He must have not taken his meds that day. And uh, he's walking in and he's still, yeah, Mr. Personality, Mr. Personality. I look at him and I just give him the finger. I go, fuck you. So what am I supposed to do? Am I going to slap him? Shape the next 10 years of my life by slapping this guy's call me Mr. Personality? Fuck you, bro. Just so crazy. Why, like, sorry I'm not coming and singing Don't Stop Believing with you as, like, a fucking karaoke duo. Fuck off, asshole. So that had happened, and it's like, you know what? This man is just holding up a mirror to himself, looking in the reflection, trying, you know, just, he's talking shit to himself through me, and that's all it is. I'm mad at it. You jealous, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I got threatened at work, and I don't like that, okay? So, to that guy, I hope you figure it out. And I don't know what I did, but I'm sorry. Sorry I mind my business at work and don't, uh you know, bother anybody. The biggest thing, the biggest thing I could do, the best thing I could do is grant you peace by not bothering you. That's fair. I'm not bothering you. I give you, I give, I give you a day. You have the day and I'm not bothering you. 
and then just because I'm not bothering you or being like, I'm in tune with the office, that, you know, I'm the, I'm the Scrooge, I'm the asshole, I'm the grump. All right, well, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed that last, uh, that last story in this first half, okay? Let's see, can I fit one more thing in for the, yeah, you know. You know what? Let's try and fit this in. All right. I was. You know what? No, we'll do it at the top of. We'll do it at the top of the next segment. All right. So, hope you guys are enjoying this. Stick around for the second half, and I will be right back. Welcome back <clears throat> to the second half of Daddy's Home. Um, can we please get high now? No, that's not what I want to play. That's a little no 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 no. That's coming up. Can we play a little more scare in the hose? What what what? Where's a lighter? I see one right here. Cheers up, everybody, to a wonderful episode. As wonderful as it can be for our niche little group. How's everyone's New Year's resolutions going, huh? Everyone, <coughs> I just got back to working out. I got a plyo box for Christmas. And you know, it's just uh, feels good to be back. It feels good to be back in the swing of things. I'm on a uh, alcohol and no sweets kick, and it feels great. It feels great to be sober off alcohol, but my tummy, my tummy doesn't do well with uh, doesn't do well with the uh, the sweets. You feel me? And I'll overdo it. I'm a glutton. I like to eat, and if I eat too much, too many sweets, like I'll have like a two Reese's uh, Klondike bars and I can't sh I can't go to the bathroom the next day the next day next few days I'm backed up and I haven't learned my lesson up until recently so I'm trying to do two week cleanses and soon enough weed will be on the menu as well but I'm trying to slim down because I have a doughboy figure in the middle I'm getting there I'm working out I feel like I'm happy with where I'm at but things could always be better. <laughs> so. <coughs> Get high with me. To start off. Our second half. I want to do this quick little thing. I notice. You know. When I'm driving, I'm sh I don't know if anyone else notices this. I'm sh I hope they do. License plates, you know, you ever noticed like fun, fun license plates out there? And uh, let's see, I'm looking for my eyesight sucks. All right, so we're starting light. This one is like it, it's like a new little, uh, a quick little segment where I show you interesting license plates that I've seen throughout the week, they, and they have to be worth it. They can't be whack, like. The first, the first one's always gonna be light. You gotta go heavy on the on the second or third one. So this will be an ongoing segment. We're not gonna dox people. I'm not gonna post a picture. I might post the license plate, but I'm gonna uh, 
Well, I don't know if I can. Okay. Trust me. I have photo evidence. I have it right here. I'm pulling. I'm clicking on one. The first one, I remember. I remember seeing uh, a a hoopty in New York somewhere, and this motherfucker had a Sopranos license plate. Just said Sopranos. How'd you get all those to fit on there? All those all those uh, letters. Is that? Is it one two three? That doesn't make any sense to me. It must be. It's obviously a custom plate, Steve, that he got registered. But yeah, that's that's one that I saw. I know anticlimactic with the Sopranos thing, but cringe, bro. Like, why would you? I like the Sopranos that much. Oh, I'm sorry. I like the Sopranos that much. I need it on my car. All right. So that shit was gross. I was just like, whatever. But uh, I just like whatever. But this one caught my attention. Okay. This one is more recent. This is like from like a week or two ago, and it was on a Tesla, and I was on my way to work, and it says K one C K N G A S. He's in a Tesla. They're in a Tesla. This this person I don't know is in a Tesla, and it says K one C K N. G A S. Now he's they're in a Tesla, so obviously the license plate stands for kicking gas. But when I saw it for the first time, my mind automatically went to, you know, what does everyone think uh, Twitter or X has devolved into? A uh, you know, a an alt right hub of hate for misinformation to be spread my is that the vibe that we're getting on a on what x is now so this person's in elon musk the owner of x he's in the tesla the the guy who owns tesla owns x and he has kicking gas on the back now use your imagination kick n-g-a-s all right I didn't make it, bro. Okay, I didn't fuck it. This motherfucker is gonna get hurt out here. Kick. Hey, listen, when I saw it, and I sent it to my friend, and he and he said the same. This is my best friend for a long time. Okay. I sent him this picture, and I said, "What do you think that license plate says?" And he said exactly what I was thinking, and I was like, "Thank you. That's why we're best friends." Okay. So to this person, I would get that license plate changed. Okay, because times will get dangerous for you. They'll be like, look at this. Tesla owners are now being racist on the back of their cars. Look at saying kick ends. Dude, what? Come on. No, it stands for kicking gas. I'm kicking gas. No, no, that's not what it stands for. So I saw that and I said, man, this guy better, uh, better watch his fucking back if he knows what's good for him. And that ends our license plate segment, okay? I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> our fun license plate segment. Oh, and I saw the other day, it was, uh, this person had, uh, um, this I can post. It was bumper stickers on the back of their car. I was running late to work, so I was already, I was already on a vibe, dog. Like, I was already on a vibe of, like, I gotta get the fuck to work. That was my vibe. And I get to I get to a stop sign. I pull behind a car behind a Mercedes. Sorry, 
Don't dox the fucking car, Um, anyway, uh, there's two bumper stickers, and it said, student driver, student driver, I'm freaking trying. <laughs> and student driver, please be patient. That pissed me off. That pissed me off, bro. And here's why it annoyed me, because it's like, student driver, I'm freaking trying here. It's like, listen, if you have to be like, I'm freaking trying here, get the fuck off the road, pal. You ain't ready to drive, dog. You're just not ready for this life. And that's okay. But don't have that on the back of there and be like, I know, I know, I suck, I suck. You just see that and think that's a good fucking, think it's a good, uh, think it's a good bumper sticker to put on the back of your car? Not good, not good. I don't think it's good, personally. I don't, bumper stickers of any kind, I'm just kind of like, eh, you're just... They're like, it's like wearing uh, Boy Scout badges around, you know, you just have your cars just decorated with the back of like all these bumper stickers. You're like, Jesus Christ, man, like your car just looks like it was tagged up. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? Sorry, I keep checking the BBG. Anyway, speaking of the BBG, I, uh, I, I want to show you guys something. Just, uh, just know that dreams do come true. You can make the television like I did. This is from two red bars ago, your boy, his internet sleuthing. Well, let's start here. Before I show you guys this clip, this will round out this full segment. Recently, my comments, I've been getting, I've been, Instagram has been hitting the stiff arm on my comments, and they've been saying that uh, we're limiting your, like, they limit my comment use from time to time because I will leave, uh, I don't want to say incendiary. I'll, I'll leave comments that will uh, warrant a reaction. Nice. That's a nice way to say that. I will leave comments that warrant a reaction. You got to find them and you decide what kind of reaction you want to give it, right? So, you know, um, I was going to comment on, here's what I discovered. I didn't know I was blocked by Rick Glassman, of all people. <laughs> I don't know what I did, but I tried to go on his page and it wasn't coming up. And I was like, oh, wow, Rick Glassman shadow banned. And then I realized, oh, no, I'm just blocked from fucking Rick Glassman. I don't even know what I did, but he blocked me. He must have saw my online activity and said, Stephen has turned. Stephen has turned for the worst. It's time. And now whenever I see his face, I get really annoyed. I've left two comments on the take your shoes off Instagram, which I'm not blocked by. And I've asked, you know, oh, I'm blocked by Rick Glassman. I left a comment on the comedy store one and Rick has yet to answer me. So I believe I will not be getting an answer. So Instagram has been doing that. Rick Glassman blocked me. I went to leave a comment. Instagram was like, we're limiting your comments for right now. You can send this in a day or so. And I was like, okay, I will, I'll throw my plea out then. And then I, you know, my homie, my homie, he hit me up and he um, sent me a post from 50 Cent who is going, 50 Cent right now is drawing a lot of attention to Diddy and he's just like going in on him and like, you know, uh, I'm sure he's getting on top of the Cat Williams shit and uh, like in whatever regard. But like my point being is that 50 Cent is like dragging Diddy because Diddy's of the moment. And to me, I'm just like. And the reason, and my so my friend sent me a video of Fifty Cent posting something about DJ Khaled, 
um, Diddy and someone else having like uh, sex or you know like gay sex or something like that. And um, I said, dude, I can't see the post. 50 Cent blocked me. And he goes, what? I was like, yeah, I don't even know. He goes, bro, the biggest beefer in the game of rap. So the mo- the person who talks the most shit. And he goes hard. Blocked you. And I go, exactly. I don't even know what the, f- what the F I did to get blocked by fifth. And my girls left comments. And she still, for some reason, loves 50 Cent. I'm over him because of this. You know, I had a... English 102 teacher, he majored in African-American studies, and he taught English 102 at Nassau Community College, and I happened to be in his class. We uh, watched Roots, we read the Book of Husea, and um, I remember we were in class one day, and this is random, and he was talking about 50 Cent. He was like, 50 Cent's a cop, five, oh, don't you see it? And I was just like, maybe. Maybe, you know, um, who's to say? Because why would 50 Cent go so hard at because Diddy's already getting so much attention and Diddy and 50 is just hopping on top, hopping in on top of the uh, the dragging and the allegations and all that, that it'd be like, are you hiding something, 50? Why are you blocking a white guy like me, a white boy, a white boy like me? What are you scared of? What did I say? Tag 50 Cent in this and tell him at I am Steve says I'm sorry and to unblock him. And if you don't, just know you're a boy band rapper and I'm going to show you proof right now. All right. Listen, this was a joke, a beef, a, a, a joke, a friendly joke between uh, Busta Rhymes and 50 Cent that Busta Rhymes was clowning um he was clowning, Busta Rhymes was clowning 50 Cent for his stage presence, and I totally get it, because 50 Cent, everyone, oh, in the, uh, get Rich or Die Trying is, uh, the most, it, it's such a, you see it on Twitter all day, it's a classic hip-hop album, and this and that, and like, you know, 50 Cent's such a tough guy, and all this other nonsense, and to me, I say, I chimed in with, uh, even though it was a friendly joke, it is, he, 50 Cent is a laughing stock, look at this clip I put, I took of uh, In The Club live in Europe somewhere. All right, here we go, playing it. Volume up. Yeah, you got your two boys, you got all backup dancers and two guys dressed the same as you and you're both doing the, and they're like, it's so robotic. So they're doing this, they're all bounce, bounce. And no one's bouncing, by the way, no one's bouncing their arms up and down. If you have two guys behind you, and this is the joke, if you have two guys behind you, Dancing in unison, that is gay. So 50 Cent, I don't think you're as tough as you say you are. I think you're a cop. And because you know why? It's personal. You blocked me. I don't know what I did, but that's where I'll leave that, okay? The car, the chip, the cards, the ball, everything's in your court. It's up to you to make the right decision. Okay? Fifty Cent, make the right decision. Everyone who listens to this, tag Fifty Cent in this clip. I'm gonna clip this and put it on YouTube, and I'm gonna tag Fifty Cent. I'm gonna have my girlfriend tag Fifty Cent on Instagram. We're coming, Fifty. We're coming. 
I'm really going to do that. I'm really going to do that. I'm so excited. This is going to be fun. So, um, moving along, I want to share this with you on my recent internet, uh, internet travels, just to go briefly through this. I was, there was a, a clip that someone posted, some podcast channel. They posted a clip of Mark Normand on Lauren Compton's podcast. It's like date night podcast and Mark burps. Like he always does this. Mark Normand always burps into the microphone and farts and all that shit. And it's. He does it around guests, and it's fucking disgusting. So, um, I saw this clip pop up on my Explore page, and I felt the need to be a pest and leave a comment. So I said, I love that people who just let, I love that people oh, who just let burps or farts out uh, for gags just subject people to that. I hate that. Um, and the fact that, and the fact Mark does that is insanely disrespectful to anyone. <laughs> and someone wrote, no one cares. And I go, I'm the only one with standards, I guess. And he got 24 likes. I got none. And he, but I got seven likes on my initial comment. And he goes, again, again, no one cares. And then I said, and then someone else wrote, find a safe space, snowflake, and close the door. <laughs> Find a safe space, snowflake, and close the door. But what really caught my attention, and this made my sister laugh, was, oh, these more comments. It says, uh, ha, gay. And I said, what can you do? And someone wrote, shut up. And then Rungai wrote, suck this fart out my ass, dude. I'll burp when I'm done. I told my sister that, and she was dying laughing. Suck this fart out my ass, dude. I'll burp when I'm done. And uh, this guy's a tattoo artist. But, um... Yes, and somebody wrote, Hey, hey, him not even close to funny. In fact, this post and others is very... Is a try-hard ridiculous. Thank you! So I just thought that was funny. But, like, yeah, this guy responded, like, it was... it. But this post was... I'll get, like, random comments from, like... Like, this was posted about a month ago now at this point. This guy commented two minutes ago. I'm taking the red bar approach, and I'm not going to answer in comments anymore. I left a comment yesterday on Willie D's page. It was about uh, Cat Williams, because, you know, Cat Williams just had the big Shannon Sharp interview. And that's doing insane numbers. And now everyone wants to have Cat Williams on. And... Cat kind of put Joe on the spot, and Joe's like, oh, we'd lo- I'd love to have Cat on. I talk about it all the time. I uh, I love Cat Williams, you know? And um, <clears throat> so Shannon Sharp had, an, had him on. Willie D had Cat Williams on, or had an interview with Cat Williams that he was holding on to and decided to release it. That podcast, Doing Fucking Numbers, 2.1 million this morning. But I left a comment saying, oh, of course, now. And here's the thing is Cat Williams never went anywhere. But I was, like, uh, basically saying that, um, oh, I love that, like, now that Shannon Sharp had Cat Williams on, it's, like, made okay for everyone else to have Cat Williams on. It's, like, he's always been around. Now it's just, like, it's, like, flavor of the week journalism or whatever, some bullshit. And then I got a lot of responses about it from, from people. And, you know, some agree. I got a lot of likes on my comment. And then others were responding and... Uh, things of that nature and then uh at the end of it like last night or this morning i was like guys i'm sorry 
let's just call a truce and be friends. And someone was like, salute. And I was like, nice, dude, nice. He's got to have fun with uh, with social media. I'll have a... Okay, hold on. We'll get there. So, yeah, those have been my recent adventures on the internet. So, you know, hit up Rick Glassman, too. Hit, hit up Rick Glassman and ask him, why is he blocked? I am Steve. At I am Steve on Instagram, Stephen Shear, why is he blocked me? Okay. She, why did you block me, Rick? What else we got on our topics list? Come on. Come on, Steve. Let's see. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you guys see this? This, uh, this, uh, these, this Jew, this story about the Jews in Brooklyn building the tunnels underneath, uh, underground. And it was like, they did it during COVID to get to, to and fro temple because they had temple closed. So they were sneaking in to go to temple. They didn't give a shit. Could you imagine? So people, and then like, it would be like people would hear them talking. They'd hear these Hasids talking in like underneath their house in these tunnels. How freaky is that? But they got busted yesterday. What the fuck is that about? That would scare the shit out of me, all right? Jesus Christ. <coughs> and they're allowed to build tunnels? Well, obviously not. They just got found out about it. I'll post the video in here. But yeah, they got found out about it. And it was like, it was like a huge scene there. Like, and all these... Uh, Hasids were freaking out about it. I was like, yo, what is going on in the underbelly of the city? You ever just see like a long subway tunnel and just like homeless people walk into them? I'm just like, anything could be in there. Anything could be in those tunnels, dude. Fucking crazy. All right. Here's what I want to do. I want to wrap up this segment with this. You know, I said I gave Drake a second chance. You know, and I was like, fuck, fuck my age, fuck my ex. And I'm like, yo, Drake, I'm with you, buddy. But on a previous episode, I was giving a lot of grief to Elliot Wilson about blocking people. And my man, he put himself in the fire at the end of the year around. Uh, I'm going to get into this when I come back in the third segment to wrap up the show. But uh, Nicki Minaj dropped a new album, Pink Friday 2. Out now. Check it out. Um... Elliot Wilson, so Nicki Minaj, sorry, let me get here. Nicki Minaj went on uh, Kai Sinat's Twitch stream to promote the album because he has big numbers. And it was like not a, she didn't like, she wasn't doing like a, a genuine interview because her career recently has taken like, over like the last couple of years has taken a dive. And she's acknowledged that, but like in this interview, what is, but in these interviews, what hasn't been, oh, we'll get into that. But anyway, she decided to go on Kai Sinat's stream. And Elliot Wilson had like negative words to say about it. And he was like, oh, this is hip hop. And like hip hop, this is hip hop journalism. And it's like Nicki Minaj uh, twerking on a Twitch stream on Kai Sinat's Twitch stream. So all the barbs, all of Nicki's fans came after him. And I was feeling bad for him. And he was taking the heat and he didn't give a shit. And, uh, but it was like around the holidays. And around the holidays, I feel I have a heart. I'm not, I'm not a grunch. I'm not a grunch miss. And, you know, I was feeling for Elliot Wilson and, uh, you know, all these people were coming after him. And he, I guess what he changed his opinion on was just that, like, he wasn't hating on Kai Sinat. 
but like it seemed like he was but it was like he was more like hating on the fact that like nikki wouldn't do like a serious interview where it didn't seem like she was until she did uh a, a conversation with joe budden and did a interview with ebro and eat with ebro for apple music which we have a couple clips from um because i watched all those today uh but yeah like um so he was getting a lot of hate for his thing on uh, for being like oh he seemed like he was hating on Kai or throwing shade at Kai Sinat, and he had and he turned his opinion around. He was like you know no disrespect. Yeah, Elliot turned his opinion around. He was like no disrespect this and that, you know to Kai Sinat. It's like the young man's doing his thing, and I don't want to put him down. Ba ba ba. Which is like okay, I guess that's the honorable thing to do. But I left a comment saying you know it's okay to have your opinion on something. It's not there's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, time passed uh, with Elliot Wilson, and in December I was feeling that, you know, about, oh, I have a heart for Elliot, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, I feel sentimental for a, a man of his age getting into the game, getting into the, the digital world of, like, journalism and trying to see where to make money on Patreon and all these things, and I respect, whatever, you know, do what you gotta do. I go on Instagram one day, and I look and get a notification, and it says, Elliot Wilson is started following you. Elliot, thank you for the follow. You know, oh, are you a fanboy now, Steve? Hey, listen, I'm, you can't be a, oh, be a grunge to Elliot Wilson. No, I appreciate it. But we'll find out your intentions at some point. But thank you for the follow. Welcome. Check out the podcast. It's a zany one. We don't really have a uh, guest that much, but I, uh, I, I don't know how you found my account, but I appreciate it. And also, well, he found it by you engaging on social media, Steve. That's what it's about, bro. So, shouts out Elliot Wilson for being cool and giving me a follow. Probably sees potential in a young man. Sees potential in a young man. I'll clip this as well and tag Elliot Wilson. So, that all happened in a, in all before, like all right within the new year. Oh, shit. A lot of activity. All right. And now I want to wrap up this segment with this clip. We also made the television, folks. Okay, we're going to smoke one for this. We made the fucking television. All right. Let's play this clip from the O-Jizzle. All right. Ew, the O-Jizzle. Fucking put a, put a gun Stay in your mouth. off the weed. But yes, enjoy this clip. That this uh, producer from your mom's house. Tom Segura's big network, the multi-million. Let me set this up. Sorry. Being an internet pest can be can be uh, good sometimes. Here's the deal. Any from your mom's house put up a requires that. I can't believe I I love how this was like a stoner thought. They I should have set this up. Weed. Any from your mom's house. He recently follow started following Mike David from Red Bar. And uh, he put up a, like, one day is at work, and he's being like, oh, I have time, ask me anything. So I posted, you'll see it on the clip. I said, how do you know who in caps Red Bar is? And, you know, the day is going, and a few hours goes by, and he, uh, he gives me a fucking response. And he gives me a response, so here's the deal. He responds, and we're going to see it in this clip, and... The thing about this is that it's on his Instagram story that he posted his response. So Tom Segura sees the answer. And Mike has been going in on Tom Segura this uh, on this season. Christina sees it. All the producers of your mom's house see it. 
and he posted this to his story. So that's the clip. Mike's going to present it right now. I posted this clip in the BBG. It was huge. So please enjoy. Let me start from the top from you guys. Would you? That this uh, producer Smoke. from your mom's house, Segura's big network, the multi-million dollar, 69 minutes, 69 million dollar YouTube network, your mom's house. That's what they call Christina P. and Tom Segura call their network of shows. Their main producer followed me on Instagram and we were all scared, right? We were like, what's going on? So let's see what this is. Uh, I had to ask any, the producer of your mom's house, how he knows Red Bar, and he replied. They said, how do you know who Red Bar is? And he posted this on his there Instagram There I am, story. on the television. He posted all this. Look at this. He says, as a network anchor and as a lead journalist, it's my duty to be well informed about all major networks and personalities. Moreover, stories suggest... Yes, that giving it a year can be beneficial in gaining a comprehensive understanding of such information. Bomb sound So the main producer of YMH is a secret head. Any Lock answer. You shouldn't be doing that to your boss. That's uh, not loyal at all. You know, I. Okay, that's the clip. We will be right back. Welcome back to Daddy's Home. Um, okay, let's get some music going. Let me just, you know, we're going to, we're making a soft landing to the end, okay? So, let's just get some music Watch going. Watch what you sneak inside the vocal booth. End up leaking and need a treat. This is off The Shining. It's called Room 237 featuring Che Noor. She's tight, okay? One of the dopest female MCs out of Buffalo, New York. Check her out. Droog is, I mean, this album's incredible. Off this project. One of my favorite tracks. One of my favorite tracks produced by uh, Roper Williams. Sorry, I'm waiting for a text from uh, my, oh, my girlfriend trying to see what's good with something. Need a vehicle, take a hit. Vision don't mean shit if you don't see it through. You gotta let that one sit, yo. Vision don't mean shit if you don't see it through. Keep a cool chick who offer more than baby hairs and long nails. My shorty open doors for me like bronze tails. Focus on delivering. All right. They gotta lift a thing. To make that soft landing, all right? Damn, I love this show. Whenever I get like, you know, I'm like, oh, I gotta get back into it. Oh, show, 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 show. Gotta do a show. I, uh, always have a little bit of nerves because you got to entertain, right? And I know my energy is kind of like me, kind of like a sine wave in the middle a little bit, but it's, you know, yeah, trying to, I, I, I'm, the show is growing on me, even though I don't have a name for it yet. Every time I do it, my heart, the, the affinity to do it <laughs> grows more and more. Not saying I don't enjoy doing it, but the nerves sometimes. The nerves sometimes it's a little much. One day I'll get over that. That's a cope. No, but um, yeah. So man, I'm having a good time with you guys. Is what I'm trying to say. All right. So let's let's keep let's let's keep the good times going. All right. Um, 
let's see what did I want to wrap up with here da, 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 da. all right yeah so I mentioned this has become kind of like a case study to me uh I said today I was watching because Elliot Wilson followed me and um, I had to check out these Nicki Minaj interviews because what I remember of Nicki Minaj's career was that her tour, her last headlining tour before before COVID, um, it was a co-headlining tour with Future. It had gotten canceled and they said it was due to stage design. They wanted to make sure it was perfect and blah, 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 blah. But what it really was was poor ticket sales. And I was like, okay, which is, that's data you can observe. It's like, if you can't sell out arenas, then it's like, I mean, you can't do a tour. So with this new album coming back and Nikki getting all this, uh, I'm seeing her being talked about a lot. Um, I had to check out these interviews because I wanted to, because the Joe Budden one, it was like the clips they cut clearly caught my attention, but I wanted to see how he was interviewing her. I've never really checked out one of his podcasts, and this is the first full one I watched, and um, I was trying to get her intention, and like I didn't want to go into it being like trying to catch her being uh, suspicious, but there was a moment I did see that was like very weird, it was very uh, odd to me, but I'm going to share it with you guys. So, um, yeah, Joe Budden was kind of like, he was dressed like Biggie in an old, uh, he was dressed like Biggie was in the Big Papa video, uh, big ass leather pants, uh, the newsy cap and a big hoodie and the, the Cuban link chain. And, uh, you know, let's, let's watch this right here. This is from the Joe Budden, Nicki Minaj interview. All right, because I want to see where Nikki was, Nikki's head was at, because she went on the Kai Sinat show, the Twitch live stream, and I was just like, that's odd that she would choose to go on there, because it's like, if to be taken seriously, wouldn't you want, I'm not saying if she goes on that, if she goes on that stream, she's not going to be taken seriously, but you saw what the response was when she did go on there from people of prominence, okay, and that is that, uh, you know, Oh, do a real interview, basically. That was the vibe. So, she went on that stream before she did before the Joe Budden interview dropped, and uh, you know. So I wanted to see where her head was at because I was like, is she ignoring the fact that like her career was kind of at a standstill after her last album? I mean, you have a fucking, you have a failing tour, and uh, your last album wasn't that wasn't that well received. I mean, the fan you said your your barbs liked it. But, um, I mean, it obviously wasn't universally accepted, so it's not it's not enough to sell a... The barbs ain't as strong as the Bay Hive, is what I'm saying. So let's check out this awkward clip from Joe Bud- the Joe Budden podcast. ...trajectory on the careers of... Female- this is Nicki Minaj talking about, um... This is Nicki talking about... The trajectory of a rapper's career, especially a female rapper's career. All right, so just pay attention. To me, it just puts a different trajectory on the careers of female rap rappers, female rappers, and female period. Like, because I think that they're taught that okay, your career should be going down after you're in the game for this amount of time. Mm. Nobody, nobody has, nobody knows how this one plays out. Because they've never seen it. Do and you know how to look at that hat? Do I like know? Like in the future. Mm-hmm. I sure do. 
I'm not asking. No, I know. Yeah, that's that. That'll be your private shit. Mm-hmm. Can you dance? What? Can you dance? So he's like, so they have a brief mention of like the trajectory of a career, and that's where you're like, okay, yeah. So what's what's your vibe? And Nikki's like, well, we ain't never seen one like mine before, and uh, but only I know where it's going. And Joe's like, oh, really, dude? She goes. I'm like, she seems unsure of herself. And he's like, all right, well, you know, I ain't going to press no more because that's your personal business. But uh, can you dance? Let's see that one more time. I got to see that. No, I know. Yeah, that's, that, that'll be your private shit. Can you dance? <laughs> can, can you dance? <laughs> hey, yo, I'm Joe Budden. Can you dance? Can you dance? Look at that hat. That's hilarious. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I say everything I say is truth, honesty. I ain't going to give it to you sugar-coated, right? I'm Joe Budden. Can you dance? But he did knock her after this for that for whatever dance she was doing in, in some little Uzi Vert video. I watched four of these Nicki Minaj interviews today, okay? This turned into a case study of Nicki Minaj, all right? That's the Joe Budden one. And then I, I saw her Ebro interview where Ebro gave her a little bit uh Ebro gave her a little bit of pushback on the like I'm pushback. Pushback. Um he didn't, but he, he asked her okay, so never mind. Nikki Nikki kind of threw like a little shot at Ebro watch. Like Ebro's arm. He's like this. He's like, <laughs> right. This, this is Ebro. So Nicki Minaj is talking about her collaboration with J. Cole on her new album, all right? And then I caught this, and I thought this is uh, something to behold, because you could tell, watch. This is something that I should just leave the fuck alone. And you know what I said to him? I said, yeah, I like this song. I know I'm body diverse, and I know the the beat is hard and fuck, and you know, da-da-da. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you know. um." I was like, but I don't like the chorus. I was like, because, you know, like, you wouldn't be able to play it on the radio. He was like, who cares? Right. He was like, man, fuck the radio. Yeah. And I was like, you're right. Fuck the radio. <laughs> That's and how all the dope shit is made. Look at that. Look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. Why the fuck do I interrupted the fucking clip. Let me start from the top one more time. Sorry. This is something that I should just leave the fuck alone. And you know what I said? I said, yeah, I like this song. I know I'm body diverse and I know the, the beat is hard and fuck and you know, da da da. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, I was like, but I don't like the chorus. I was like, because, you know, like, you wouldn't be able to play it on the on radio. He was like, who cares? Right. He was like, man, fuck the radio. Yeah. And I was like, you're right. Fuck the radio. <laughs> That's and, how all the dope shit is made. Yeah. And it's one to me. Why the fuck do this? This is not something I'm putting out to be as a single. This is something as a part of a body of work. And I didn't even want to put out singles. I purposely... So yeah, no, that was hilarious to me because she's like, fuck the radio. And Ebro's the like program director of fucking Hot 97. And he's like, yeah, no, yeah, fuck the radio. You know, and that's how, uh, that's how all the good shit's made. It, yeah, really, is that how you feel? Fuck the radio. Yeah, fuck your job. That's how you feel. You don't feel that way. He got nervous with that. That's why after that, a few minutes later, he, a few seconds later, he threw, Ebro threw a question at Nikki like, uh, yo, so when you make pop songs, and Nikki's like, ah! 
and she was like, "Do you ask a you ask a male rapper that?" And Ebro was like, and they had like it was like a little you know supposed to be like an uh, adorable brother sister exchange, but yeah, I just thought it was funny because Ebro was let's watch that one more time, one more time because Nikki it's like Nikki had a revelation. She's like, "Yeah, fuck the radio," and, e- and she's like saying it directly at Ebro, which made me which made me like her. Which Something made me, that I should just leave. Added points in my book. You know what I said to him? I said. Yeah, I like this song. I know I'm body diverse, and I know the, the beat is hard and fuck, and you know, da da da. And he was like, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, I was like, but I don't like the chorus. I was like, because, you know, like, you wouldn't be able to play it on the on radio. He was like, who cares? Right. He was like, man, right. fuck the radio. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the radio. <laughs> That's and, how all the dope shit is made. Yeah. Yes. And it dawned on me. Why the fuck do this? This is not something I'm putting out to be as a single. This is something as a part of a body of work. And I didn't even want to put out singles. I love Nikki's like, it's like a body of work. She's just like, because her mind is so in the mold of like making hit singles. Um, What's it called? Sorry, I just got a fucking text. Hold on, sorry. Cut this out. Oh, I'm sorry, my bad. I'll text him now. So yeah, it's just funny. Nikki's like, "Where's the hook?" And it's just like her mind is so in the pop song mold that uh, her mind is so in the pop song mold. He's like, "Where's the hook?" And then he's like, "Fuck the radio." It's like a revelation. He's like, "Yeah, fuck the radio. Fuck the radio, dude." Me, bro's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's all." He loved hearing that. That was funny. I love Ebro bugs me, and it's just funny to see him kind of be because that's like a, a a comfort, you know, itching the arm. That's a oh yeah, fuck the radio, totally fuck my job, fuck my mom, fuck my girl. Um, so it's good to see Ebro feel a little nervous. <laughs> Take a hit for that. Oh oh oh. Take a hit for that. It be the ones who say they real but ain't shit. Since the youngin' had to deal with fake shit. Food for thought when I was poor, we ate meals with bacon. Now my table presses so needed, I eat them, build a waitress. Nah, nigga, I still ain't finished my goals. If a nigga don't know who Shay Nor is, guess he live in a hole. Rewind the back. No. Alright, yeah. <coughs> <coughs> Oh man, okay. There was a moment during that flu where, like, I would take a hit of weed and it would hit my lungs like a fucking bullet, and I would cough up a lung. I mean, I literally, it feel like I, I was coughing so hard I was gonna shit. All right. I what do we have to wrap up with here? Oh my god. Okay, this is my last observation. All right. No disrespect to Kai. No disrespect to Kai Sinat. If okay, this guy has. I gotta check his numbers on um on Instagram real quick. Let me see. I got a notification BBG. All right, cool. Another another like on a post. Great, thank you. Appreciate it. Always appreciate it. Um, Kai, bro, come on. This phone. I have an old phone. I literally have to rush around with it to make sure the battery doesn't die. And right now, and it gives me grief when I go on Instagram sometimes. I want to type. This man, okay, good, we're into it. Kai Sinat, 8 million, 8 million followers this boy has. He's young, in his early 20s. Hold up a picture just now. That's him, that's Kai, that's Nicki Minaj grabbing her titties on this stream. Look at this man's fucking 
chair. You have 8 million followers. I'm sure you have um, insane amounts of subscribers. People pay you. They tip you insane amounts of money. Get yourself a new chair. Look at the fucking seat. Bro, step the game up. What is going on? See, and then people get mad. Oh, why do you throw shade at Kai Sinat, Elliot Wilson? And it's just like, well, you know, my bad. You got Nicki Minaj here in this beautiful pink chair. You couldn't upgrade your shit? Oh, man. Yeah, I saw that. That caught my attention. I was like, bro, that is an ugly-ass chair. What the fuck is that? And he's from New York, so, yeah. Tag him in this. Let's see what happens. Oh, man. Okay, wow. That felt... I, I feel I feel like I got it all out. I feel like I got everything out. I'm just making... I'm just checking my notes. I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to this phone. It fucking sucks. Okay. Da-da-da-da-da. Oh, by the way, in that Nikki interview, there's a moment where, because uh, I want to explain something, there's a moment where um, Elliot, uh, get off Elliot Wilson's knob, Steve. Fuck you. Fuck you. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> Stay off the weed. There's... What was I going to say? Wow. Stay off the weed. Oh, my God. This is crazy. I lost my train of thought. That's how strong this weed is. I got this weed from a dispensary in Long Island. In Long Island. And it's fucking strong as hell. Like, God damn. Wow. Let me check my notes real quick. I cannot believe I just lost that. That's crazy. All right, checking my notes. Da, da, da. Oh, yes, I want to explain this. In that um, Ebro interview, there's a moment where, like, Nikki's talking about building her label, and uh, they mention some female rapper, some female rapper's name, and Ebro's like, oh, damn, like, yo, the team really brolic like that. And Nikki says this. Oh, we heavy on it. Very heavy on it. <laughs> Everywhere we heavy on it. And that's the vibe we're going to carry in 2024, Okay. <laughs> That is the vibe we're carrying in 2024. And uh, to Nicki Minaj, you know, I, I salute you in your, in your travels to achieve, queen, to maintain your queen status so you think you have it. Mel made a great point because Nicki felt like so confident in what this album was or what this album, yeah, was, was, was when it was coming out because it's Pink Friday 2. It's a sequel to Pink Friday, which was a huge success for her. So, and she had a recent drought, so this this was like a make or break thing for her that if this doesn't work out, Nikki, this could be a fucking break for you, okay? This could be a bad thing. So it's like, in these interviews, Nikki's very confident, but it seems like fake confidence, and Mel said, she made a great point, she said she has to fake the confidence and sell the shit out of this record like it's the best thing she's ever wor ever made because she needs people to hear this album, needs them to buy the tickets, and come out to these fucking shows. So 
proves to be a success and not a flop. We will see. We will see. I didn't. I like Pink Friday when it came out. I like shit on a man. I just can we play that real quick just to end the episode. That's that's gotta be the vibe for 2024. Um, Nicki Minaj. I'm gonna need a lot of copy strikes for this episode, but whatever. We ride the wave until they kick us off, and then we'll find somewhere else to go. Because you know what? I'm not somebody who gives up. I came back. We come back. Okay, here we go. No, 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 no. Let's wrap it up with this. <sighs> Let it get into it. Come on. This is big. This is a huge song. Shit it on him. Man, I just shit it on him. Shit it on him. Put your number twos in the air if you did it on him. Come on, Nikki. All these bitches is my son. What? And I'ma go and get some pips for him. Mm. A couple formulas, little pretty lids on him. If I had a dick, I, I would pull, pull it out and piss on him. Let me shake it off. I just All right, so here's the idea. Nice, y'all. I'm in. I'm in. Just let them bums blow steam. Radiator. Let them bums blow steam. Radiator. Punchlines. Oh, man. Okay, so here's the deal. Coming up, I got a special music episode. I know I teased it on the last episode, said, oh, we got one coming next week. We really have one coming after this episode, okay? So I'm going to put this episode out, and then I'm recording a special music episode where we're going to check out the Pink Friday 2 album, all right? I don't know if it's going to be the full thing or half the songs, whatever. It's a long album, but we're doing a special audio-only music episode of listening to... uh, Pink Friday 2 album. I'm going to choose select songs off it. We're going to hang, smoke, chill. And that will happen Friday. I wish I could live stream that. But it has to be audio only because, uh, you know, motherfucker can't get YouTube strikes any anymore. I, don't, I haven't gotten any, but you just never know. I'm playing a lot of copyright stuff. So I'm copywritten stuff, and that can get me in trouble. I can get this channel taken down for the moment, and... I don't want to abuse it too much for right now because they're trying to build the numbers, but I'm just letting you know, we're, this is what I'm starting to do, is this will be the first episode, and I'm sticking to my word. I said Friday. I meant recording it this weekend. There will be a special guest, and we're going to listen to Pink Friday and Pink Friday. We're not, we'll listen to select songs of Pink Friday to compare on Pink Friday too, and that's going to come out. This is coming out before that. We're starting the year off right. I uh, thank you guys for tuning in again. I hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Subscribe. Tell people about it. Let's build those numbers and let's get this shit popping. Elliot Wilson found me. Okay? I'm laying the groundwork. Anything could happen. Let's blow this shit up. I'm going to do my due diligence with cutting clips and everything. I'm sorry. I can be a bit of a bum sometimes. But uh, once again, thank you. And uh, till next time, good night. Uh huh. Uh huh.
catch me with a dough at. Uh, Travel with the chicken like bow rat. Hold that. I'ma get the bag, they get the bows at. Shows packed with people that I never met. Talk about we go back. Word. Heard I don't get my props cause I don't pop a lot of shit. While other guys chase clout, I chase the opposite. A lot of these cats sword swallowers for followers. Taking a whole kielbasa down the esophagus. Don't wanna speak on my name, shit is preposterous. Nobody hating on y'all, it's gonna be prosperous. I caught the wave, started dumping like two apocalypse. Send a shot at us, your next album. Posthumous, already know the answer. And if you supposed to be my man, you ain't even gonna show me the slander. Uh-uh. Artists usually get done by their homies and handlers. You gotta watch friends, no Joey and Chandler. You watch friends, sir. Not a day in my life. Keep it moving with the movement, no delusions of grandeur. I'ma make a billion dollars, still dressed like Adam Sandler. Work hard, even though I'm pampered. Get a kick out of it, like producers loading drums inside a sampler. You ain't gonna rain on my parade to put a damper on shit. Don't let friends and family amp ya Fuck around, find my silk boxes in your granny's hamper With every fall I bounce back like tramper Lean, I don't mean to fall inside a Fanta More like Groucho Marx, Eddie Cantor Or James Todd after walking with a panther Stay poised, never panda When I hit the stage, everybody make noise Throw your hands up Cats ain't even in the conversation Rappers tracks drag on like a rough rider compilation Rhyming off beat, they sound like an abomination Yikes. Not saying nothing either, what a combination I said, there's levels to the shit like serotonin Going. They ain't fucking with the hip-hop, Sasha Baron Cohen That's me. The greatest ever worked to mommy You acting like I ain't already tell you on jewelry with my homie Plus, now everybody in the game is trying to me Got motherfuckers dying for the wave like I'm Johnny What? Here's Johnny That's right I'm a person who uh, likes to do what he wants to do and can generally do what he wants to do, whether people like it or not. And what I do is designed for people who like it, not for people who don't. And I'm committed to turning out as much of it as possible for the people who like it. It's there if you like it. If you don't like it, there's all those other names on the list.